Welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast. In this show, we talk about tools, techniques, and ideas to help us live more fulfilled lives. In this episode, we have Illuminating Hearts, Astara and Orion here with us in the studio. I'm happy you guys are here with me. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Why, sure, Craig. Thanks for having us. Hi, it's really great to be here. We are an interesting company because we are where energy, resonance, science, and metaphysics intersect with the environment. We provide innovative wellness services that are diverse so that others may thrive and live from their heart. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I have a couple different kind of directions I want to go with questions that I want to ask you. But the first is I want you to explain a little bit about how you got into this type of work. Like what was it that guided you in this direction? How did you even know about it to begin with? I think that's an interesting way, place to start. Yeah. yeah. So it all started with poison ivy. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Poison <laughs> ivy, and we call it the plant medicine at this point because this is how we came to do this work that the world right now is calling sound healing. So I was working as an independent contractor and I was doing some cleanup in the spring and I ran into some poison ivy unbeknownst to me. And so I came home that evening and snuggled up with Astara. And about three days later, uh, I noticed the telltale signs of poison ivy starting. And then this would be her second bout of plant medicine in that way because she had poison oak in California and it was really bad. It sent her to the hospital. And so, so much fun. Round two was not gentle. It was worse. It usually is worse. And so we were treating ourselves with as much um, over the counter medication as we can get our hands on. And We'd also been to the ER and got the prerequisite dose of... Pharma. Yeah. <laughs> got the shot, right? Yeah. And then, um, so that wrecked our entire biome. And but it wasn't actually alleviating the stress of the situation of the itch and the discomfort. So it's probably at this point it'd been about a week in and it was bad. Mine was healing up and hers was still atrocious. And so she was laying in bed just sobbing because it was so terrible. And... I had recalled, I'd been playing the didgeridoo since about 2002, and in my studies, I remember reading that the Aborigines had used it for healing, um, either to knit bone together or to do the other magic that comes along with sound and resonance. And Western medicine's using that same magic now, lo and behold. I said, hey, what would you think about me playing the didgeridoo over you? to see how this helps. And she was no stranger to the didgeridoo because... Well, I was a, a native of California and had been to ecstatic dance for about four years. And so it's really cool there. They do these little 10, 15 minute sound healings after the dance and lots of didge players. So I loved the didgeridoo and I said, yes, please. <laughs> and so then I started to play. And the moment I started to play, I noticed that she experienced some relief. She relaxed. And then she started to cry and she had an emotional release. And right during all that, when I saw all that happening, I felt this shock of electricity hit me in the top of my head like three times, like bang, bang, bang. And I stopped playing and I coughed, <laughs> took my breath away. And I was like, what in the world was that? Right after I stopped playing, I thought, what if we take the didgeridoo and your work with the tarot cards and energy work and what if we help people? And I said, that's a great idea. <laughs> we didn't know it was it was happening right in the world. We didn't know yeah. it was called sound healing. So the next day or two days later, we were researching gongs. 
And almost every day in consecutive order, I would say, would you please do that again? Play the didgeridoo over me to soothe my system. And my whole parasympathetic nervous system would kick in. My sympathetic nervous system would calm down. The rash would subside. And I was finally comfortable for a moment with the didgeridoo that I wasn't, when it wasn't playing, I couldn't kind of keep it up. And so the medicine wasn't working anymore. And it was only the didgeridoo that was actually helping me at that point. So I was coming to him, please do it again. (laughs) The thing you do. Then she said, you know, I think maybe we need to look at a gong because she experienced gongs and the magic of gongs and how that was uh, being utilized in some of the spaces she was in in California. And so we were at Blue Line Coffee in um, Dundee and we were... She was researching gongs and she ran onto this gong website and it had a 402 number. And I was like, no way. Sure enough, up comes Gongs Unlimited located in Lincoln, Nebraska, one of the biggest gong dealers in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like kismet at this point. You know, it's just everything's starting to fall into place. And then we took one of our rooms and emptied it out in the house and turned it into our sound room. And it just everything just kept falling into place after that point. Yeah, it was it was organic in its unfolding and it for sure came out of an actual situation in our lives where we saw how sound truly could through resonance and the vibration and how it entrains with the body and gets the body to calm at a deeper level than we might normally do even just meditating. Yeah. It it blew our minds, actually, and we were passionate about it. We didn't know exactly what we were getting into, like with most beginnings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And now, 12 gongs later, it's quite different. <laughs> now, you're, now you're stuck there. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, we we're got a lot, now we got lots of heavy metal. It's, it's an incredible situation where you take two people's best core gifts and see how they kind of mash up and unfold organically. And that's really how Illuminating Hearts was born. Yeah, I think that, so I've done, I've participated in two other sound journey type things, different groups that have done it, one in Pennsylvania, one in Shangri-La in in Minnesota. And I really enjoyed the way that the two of your energies and like interests and skill sets clearly play off of each other. So like you led that meditation at the end and like your voice handing out the tea and explaining the tea and you both explaining the tea. It just seemed really natural and you could tell you guys are are both playing to your strengths in that environment. And it's it's a really it adds to the whole experience of it. Not that honestly everyone every time that I've done one of these type of things, it's been the first time I was super skeptical. I'm a very like somewhat I'm open to this spiritual like realm, but I'm very materialistic. How does that manifest in Mm -hmm. this reality? That's what I'm here for, I feel like, and that's what I'm interested in. So I was very skeptical about it at first, but I I laid down and we had gongs for each planet and I had a complete out-of-body experience, which I had never experienced sober before at that point. And I was like, okay, there's something here for sure. So now it's something that I seek out anywhere that I can. So it's Mm -hmm. cool to have that here in Omaha. And one of the things that's neat, because you've experienced us doing a pure gong meditation. Yeah. The next time when you get to experience the gongs with all the instrumentation that we have from bowls and flutes yeah. and didgeridoos, the layers that get created in our voices and singing, it it takes it to a whole nother level. That's what the one that I did at Shangri-La was like. They had a guy playing a flute and they had yes. this elderly couple that had been together doing it for 
30, 40 years or something like they've evolved it over time. But yeah, they had flutes and they were singing and humming and playing different instruments. The gongs kind of resonated the whole way through carrying that those wider frequencies and then everything was being filled in. It was really, I would love to attend one of those of yours, but. Yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, we've got, we've got <laughs> quite a few of them. We've got quite a few of them coming up. Yeah, here they'll too, get on so. the calendar soon. Cool, yeah. So you've toured with this, right? Mm -hmm. you, you've. For three years. Okay, yeah. We took last year off because we're working on a film and we were building Patreon and it required us to stick around. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna start our next tour probably somewhere in August or September. And go. What was it that made you want to do the Patreon, the online stuff? Some of it is natural and just just like we were describing, you know, how things just sort of unfold. Mm -hmm. So we had clients that had experienced us on tour saying, hey, why aren't you here? When are you coming back? We yeah, left yeah. And we couldn't be there for them. And we thought, well, how can we, knowing what we know about sound, also record it? make it quality enough that it can be an impactful experience for people, even over headphones and speakers. So Orion, with his gift with sound engineering and his passion for acoustics and my background in architecture and acoustics, we were naturals to kind of sort through that issue. And Orion really led the charge, given what he's doing for Illuminating Hearts, being our resonant sound engineer. <laughs> Resident and resonant. And we <laughs> That's got a wonderful title. <laughs> <laughs> resident and resonance. And we have gotten some deep investment in incredible recording equipment because of Ryan's research. Mm -hmm. And so between his ability to capture sound, mix it, and then bring it back into the world, we had people basically requesting over and over in events here and through emails and our comments on the website, like, when are you guys going to do recordings? I have partners who'd be interested. When, when, when? And so we thought, well, we can sell them on our store. And we do. We have quite a few up there now that are quite sweet. But we wanted to create a forum that we could reach the world, that we could have a platform. And Patreon had been requested to us by a whole bunch of different people. And after you hear it two or three times, you think, note to self, I got to go investigate this. Yeah. So it became also a great opportunity for us to stay sustainable and have a passive source of income. It's not super passive because we're creating content all the time, but it's passive in the sense that if we can get the numbers up and we can really help people understand the power of what they can get through our sound recordings, it's not just a song. They're actually downloading medicine right. or they're connecting to medicine online for their own well-being and restful state, then I think we can get those numbers there and then it can be really a sustainable economic resource for us. And that's what Patreon's good for for all artists, you know, to be right. a patron of the arts. Yeah. So it's also an on online retreat center. And what we had imagined and we're trying to move towards is finding a, a uh, location here in Omaha or just outside of Omaha in the Ponca Hills area or somewhere in the trees to actually have a physical location. And that's that will be that's still part of our dream and it's still part of something we want to create so people can come to the heartland to work on their heart and recover. But until then, to help drive that, uh, we created this patreon site and um you can in the comfort of your own home you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to carry a yoga mat and a pile of blankets to come to an event you can just pop on a head headphones and uh put in some earbuds whatever you feel comfortable with 
and relax. Yeah, for like yeah. the cost of a pot of tea. I, I love. love. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, the, the calling it an online retreat center. I like that a lot. Can you express for some people that maybe haven't experienced this type of uh, work that might be interested in visiting your online retreat center yeah. or see, finding something local to them that they can participate in, what would be kind of the reason that they'd want to do that? So do you remember growing up when you found a favorite band and you latched onto that band because that music made you feel something? Like you were in love and maybe listening to in love songs and making uh, mixtapes or a mix CD or something like that because these songs meant something to you and they're a way of expressing. Or maybe you were at the the beginning part of a breakup and so you need to listen to some pretty heavy like I'm liberated music right so music for since the beginning of time has influenced emotion and feeling and by a star and I coming together with the intention of holding space for people and creating a sweet space a soundscape if you will for you to relax in. Um, we do it all organic, so nothing's plugged in, nothing's running through an amplifier. There's no ones and zeros being manipulated. It's us working with our heart energy, and you can always feel that. And so it's not the instruments that are creating the magic of healing or holding or doing the work. The instruments are just a tool for us to amplify our heart and emotion and intention for you. And from a scientific perspective, for those that are really motivated, because Ryan's right, I mean, it's it's as if, you know, the gongs or any instruments we play, or even especially singing, you're hearing us more than you're hearing the instruments. You're hearing us, because when you go, and you had that experience, right? And it was really powerful. And you could feel the difference when you're with different people. And that's why mm -hmm. we say to others, go experience different sound healers. You're gonna have a different experience. From a scientific perspective, there's some really interesting research that's just been around for a while and people either connecting the dots in a new way about it, but also new research is coming out. And some of the research has been showing simple things. We all kind of know or have heard about the idea of the parasympathetic nervous system, that it's where all the rest and healing happens. So when people go to a yoga class and then they do the corpse pose at the end or shavasana is what it's called, they lay down for like 10 minutes just to let their body digest all the work that they just did. So it's like kind of the rest and digest state. That is the state of the body where everything happens. So it happens when we sleep at night, it happens when we take naps or when we're meditating or when we just kind of relax and get restful. In our busy world where we're prioritizing activity, tasks, to-do lists, accomplishments, and our value system is kind of geared around busyness and achievement, we have devalued rest and digest state. So a lot of times, if you think of the anxiety that people have, depression, and all the issues that are happening that are kind of more chronic and a little unexplainable, but on the rise, most people can point to, we're just not in the parasympathetic nervous system long enough or often enough. Yeah. And so to get there might be hard if somebody is anxious, if somebody has deep stress triggers, there may not be five tigers at the door or five bears like we might've had with our forefathers and foremothers, but there's something in their mind that tells them there's tigers and bears, oh my. <laughs> and so our sound, helps them with a deep supportive quality of the gongs and other instruments to like kind of grab that stress and just pull it down. And so for 
From a scientific perspective, it's a fantastic stress management tool. It's really good at getting people into the state where the healing occurs. Yeah. And if they don't give themselves permission, the song will give them permission. It's it's like a big permission slip to just rest already. <laughs> yeah, that's like I I obviously am a very big proponent of meditation, mindfulness meditation and the healing power that that has and also kind of the ability to develop kind of like a superpower of awareness. But a lot of people have trouble if they've never meditated before, if they've never done anything like that before, because of all of the sounds that are in a room or the, you know, you think like, oh, paying attention to my breath, that'll be easy, that'll be boring. You like do two seconds of it and your brain's running off in a different direction. You learn pretty quickly how, how scattered your brain is. But something like what you do allows people to have something to latch on to mm -hmm. that sound and then it allows the state of that allows them to calm down and then I think that could be a good on-ramp for people that are struggling with just sitting on a mat by themselves mm -hmm. I mean and I like I said I enjoy it regardless of you know it, it is a different experience but it's in that same area of we need that time where we're not going and, and for on different levels, uh, there's like the physical level of it and there's also the mental level of like, um, I was reading a, a study that was, it was with the Harvard uh, psychology department and they were discussing the, they did brain scans and they were looking at what happens when you are calm. And basically what's happening is your brain is like filtering through all of the extra stuff that you've built up, the, tab, the open tabs that you have in your brain, because you don't shut those off if you don't give yourself some time to just like, allow all of your subconscious to process, which happens when you sleep, but you need time, downtime. We used to, humans used to have so much downtime of just like sitting around, just hanging out. And we don't do that at all anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when we are, we're consuming media, we're doing, like we're doing something even when we're not doing something. And we need some space. Um, and like you said, that kind of gives, what you do kind of gives them people permission to take that space. Yeah more than just silence might give them. Yeah. Uh, and, and Orion can touch on some of this. There's a lot more layers. Uh, we have a whole like benefits thing in our sound alchemy page where they can drop into the rabbit hole deeper. Mm. And there's a lot of cool stuff around nature sounds, what we're hardwired for, these ideas around disassociation and psychology. And in shamanism, they call it soul soul loss you know there's this sense of what you just described when somebody has like way too many tabs open up yeah, in their subconscious yeah. and they can't process it there's a thing that happens when we get space and kind of get a little more whole do a little more rest and digest there's an aspect of our our psyche our spirit our subconscious that goes oh it's safe for me to come a little bit back in now mm -hmm. and and do some of that digesting and processing that could be years old. That's how long the tabs have been open. And so we've had people in sessions see loved ones that they haven't seen in a while, lost or, or even people they haven't connected with. They've traveled to places. They've had childhood memories. We call it a time travel machine because even if the tab has been open, this like unresolved, unprocessed, you know, metaphorical tab. Yeah they can go in that really deep space that's like the alpha and the theta states of the brain and they can access it and that part of them goes okay i'll come back and so from a shamanic perspective we call it soul retrieval because there's actually aspects of our disassociated selves that come home you know you don't need 10 years of therapy to do it or a deep you know maybe 10 shamanic healings you just 
Let the sound work its magic on you. I really believe what Orion started with, this idea of us creating the sound. So they're they're kind of have these two loving beings that are there just for them, holding yeah. them in the sonic embrace so that their subconscious can go, ah, thanks. Yeah. It's like the analogy you guys have been using is that you've got all these tabs open, right? And then once you think you've got the tabs closed, you're like, where's that sound coming from? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that would be us inviting you into a place of sweetness just to be with the sound for a while. Yeah. You know, just about everyone in a busy workplace has got something sticking out of their ears and it's an earbud because they're trying to stay in their own space. They may not be totally involved in the sound, but they're trying to block out all the other ambient noises. The rooms with you know, overhead lights. I can look out this door here and see that there's a room full of these vibrating overhead lights. And when you put that vibration, you match it up with that can of Coca-Cola that's sitting on your desk. And then you wonder why you have so many tabs open. You don't have to look very far. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that, oh, it manifests itself so many ways in modern life. And we, we, we didn't build this society consciously around that. It, we built it mostly just around productivity, which is ironic because a lot of the things that I've found, I'm much more productive when I don't have all of these additional, yeah. like, and we're, you know, like you said, you have your headphones and trying to block it all out, yeah. kind of haphazardly trying to solve all of these things that are, are affecting our mental wellness. Both of us come from the corporate world. We spent um, extensive time sitting in um, slices and cubes and meeting scheduling rooms and meeting rooms centers. and that kind of thing. So we also know that the buzzwords then were you have to slow down to go fast mm. and then when you slip into this pragmatic mystical world and you realize that when you don't do everything gets done you know and what does that mean what does that mean as an idea and concept first thing i do in the morning is take about 30 40 minutes to just sit and meditate and that doesn't mean stopping my mind it means watching my mind and being conscious. So mindfulness, like I said in the other podcast that we had, the other conversation we had together is just a mindful of awareness. Right. You know, and to chastise or shame yourself for thinking, that's not the answer. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, have struggled with the idea of meditation because it's not even that there's misinformation. It's just if you don't have a teacher, a lot of times you misinterpret the information yeah. when it's explained in a certain way. That's why it's so beautiful to have so many different modalities of healing in the world because things will resonate with different people. You know, like something might, there's plenty of things that I'm interested in that I think, well, that's cool. And I believe it, sure. Like, but that's just, it doesn't resonate with me. Like yoga, for example, just doesn't, like physical movement for some reason doesn't resonate with me that much. It probably, I should put more effort into. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I said that. So you that. find that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to figure out some way to manifest physical movement into my life. But like dancing is not that thing for me. It just doesn't, feels like work to me. And I think that, you know, I'll find it, I'll figure it out. But that's the thing is like, you got to try a bunch of things to figure out what it is that, that clicks for you and you're like, and you'll know, yeah. <laughs> you experience a thing and you're like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. this is, this is the thing for me. I need to do more of this. And it might be a bunch of things too. And it probably will open you up to more, to, to more things as, as you collect go. as many dots as possible keep the ones you like and put the rest back. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, do you want to let people know where they can find what's your website? You, you talked about there being a lot more information. You have so much information out <laughs> yeah, there. So yeah, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, there's a lot of really great stuff there. Um, your Patreon and social media and stuff. Yeah, we're like you. We're, we have a healthy pragmatism and skepticism that we bring to everything, too, even though we love the mystical. So we've provided for most folks that left brain right brain entry point into our website where they can go as far or not as far as they want into each of our offerings take the red pill or the blue pill, <laughs> or both <laughs> and so illuminatinghearts.love l-o-v-e is our website we have a lot of links there to other stuff patreon if you want to just go straight there into our online retreat center it's patreon.com slash illuminating hearts and we're doing stuff weekly you know a couple of of soulful content kind of is a frequency we've got right now and then if we get more folks on and we can support more we'll bring more we love what we do we believe in what we do mostly because our left brain has gotten behind the science and the research and gone wow this is really actually kind of the best medicine out there and our right brain has gone wow this is beautiful and aesthetic and my soul is really happy <laughs> it's the most ancient medicine of the future <laughs> things are going to be more and more discussed around sound and resonance because we're at a we're at a crossroads in medicine where we're starting to understand that everything's made of vibration at a quantum level and so if, why not work with vibration so there's interesting stuff having having an effect in the medical world where there's less surgery and more sound and sonic and you know ultrasound kind of stuff happening so come check out our calendar illuminatinghearts.love Come find us in an event, bring some pillows and other nesting materials, but most of all, just bring your heart and an open mind. And let the sound do the rest. Thank you so much. Thanks, Craig.